Good afternoon. My name is Dale Marshall, and I want to welcome you to the Kinshin Sync Conversation, formerly known as the Twisted Roots Podcast. So we're going to go around the table and introduce ourselves. To my left, Davina Richardson Robinson, Abigail Walbach, Kimberly Case, Natasha Marshall. So again, prior to the podcast, we've been having many, many interesting conversations. And so we had to pause because we want to share our conversations with you. That's what the podcast is about. So, you know, the last, the previous podcast, we were talking about um, how we've been failing our children because of the the lack of resources and um, just a not... I guess the checks and balances just not happening when they, when they need to happen. And so it just kind of occurred to me, we were talking about um, rape culture, actually. So how did we segue into that? I'm not really sure, but we did. And and my concern is that how do we, is, is there a solution to that? Like, how do we educate uh, our men, our young boys, so they don't feel like, or they don't see women as, you know, um, I think that's how we segue into it because we were talking about the fact that they don't recognize their behavior as problematic and it's an issue for other people. And that's usually what is the under underlying theme when it comes to rape. It's the woman's an issue to be managed because I think Natasha alluded to when she, we were talking about contraception and child support and the, the new changes with abortion. We see sexuality or the consequences thereof as a woman's issue. So just like, think about when she talked about the boy that, that was uh, charged with raping a girl and then the judge like, well, she she didn't have enough symptoms for them to punish him or, or they didn't find it necessary to punish him because she wasn't evidencing any consequences or no, what they're up. You're talking about Brock Turner because he said he didn't feel like 20 seconds of poor decisions should she impact him for life. the rest of his life. Mm-hmm. So he wasn't even concerned about symptoms she was or was not I don't displaying. think that's the case I'm talking about. He, his issue was not wanting to ruin this kid's life. life yeah. Right, and that's what we're, that's, but that's the whole point mm-hmm. of what I'm getting to is it the consequence thereof is for the woman or the female to manage, not for the man. And I think we also kind of touched on that when we were talking about the inmate who was transgendered and mm-hmm. got the other female inmates um, uh, pregnant. pregnant. So we talk about, at the, at the root of it, it just seems that this country wants to give the male power structure all the rights and no responsibility. Well, I mean, look at what's going on with Roe versus Wade. It's like, we don't have choices anymore or our choices are limited. Um, and, And they get to decide what we do and when we do it and how we do it. And so I think that's just really unfortunate. Like, what do we have to do as women? Because, you know, I keep bringing this book up when society becomes addicted and it talks about the the role that white women play and how they're complicit, you know, in in um, in what the patriarchal system that we are mm-hmm. all suffering under, like they perpetuate that, you know, because it benefits them. Exactly. It benefits exactly. them. I, I have to share this. I told you guys earlier, but in the I didn't mention the podcast. I, w- I drove to Canada and ca- on my way back, I think I was in Pennsylvania and I saw this car in front of me that I was passing and I saw a pink bumper sticker on the back and I saw the Trump on it. And as I got closer, it said Trump women. And I was like, how interesting Trump. Cause there are a lot of women that support. I know we touched on this before, but it's, I don't, it's like, they're okay with being raped. Like, I think that's their fantasy to be taken or raped. I don't know. But it's not directed at them. I, think. I, don't, so By, I don't think that's it. I don't think that it's their fantasy or that they're okay with it. I think that they, that's 
That happens to other women. Mm-hmm. That doesn't. That's not something that happens to them. That happens to other women. And I think that I think the other thought is that, you know, we're looking at a group of women who, ah, boys will be boys. This is this is something that men do. This is how men are. It's a, they get a little rowdy. Yeah. You know, they get and a little. It's always the females' fault. Well, she should right. What was she doing? What was she wearing? Well, she knows how those guys are. She should have been doing this. You know, they should have kept a dick in his face. Right. Well, well, but they don't ever say that. No. They no. Say, you know what? Everybody knows how Bill is once he gets a few drinks. Like that's yeah. that's the that's a, an agreed upon con- uh, contract. It is it's an agreed yeah. upon they, contract. They accept it, and I think I think, <sighs> but I think too, we we like to say that Davina always gets mad at me for bringing up race. But the thing <laughs> is, you you were we're not talking about a group of women that weren't around during the enslavement period when their husbands were going down to the slave quarters. Like they. In a lot of ways, they view um, the burden of sexuality as something that is black and brown women's responsibility. Like, this is what you guys are here for. Yeah. Why are you complaining? Just deal with him so I don't have to. So he could do his business. And that, mm-hmm. that mindset, I feel like, while it may have morphed and become something a little bit more modern, I feel like that's the underlying. Undergirding. Yeah, that's the underlying perception when we complain about how we're accessed or how we're treated. It's like, well, what else did you expect? Mm-hmm. Right? Like that's your, that's your purpose in a lot of So things. I watched the, this documentary. I remember the title of it, but I think it's on Netflix and it was on the Amish community. And I had no idea that the men are raping their their wives and their children. And it's like the brothers are raping their sisters. One sister said, my brother, I closed my door. I locked my door. My brother broke the door off the hinges. He took the door off the hinges so he could have sex with her. And so when they're like 12 or 13, I guess when they're, you know, become, uh, you know, becoming an adult, become an adult, they, they give the girls like some little booklet, like a little a pamphlet and it, it's it has like a list of rules of what to right. do there's like you know don't wear your nightgown in front of men or your brothers and don't do this and don't do that so again all the burden is put back on her but no responsibility is placed on the male in the homes you had men again molesting and raping their young baby daughters okay and they finally brought charges up on three brothers that were raping and molesting their sisters, whichever one you want to call it. They were sexually assaulting them at the end of the day. And the whole community, the, they came out in droves, the, the Amish community. And guess who they came out to support? when the they The men. The men. Uh-huh. Because the men are the ones who work and they provide and they marry and they keep the community going. Here, listen, I, this is going to sound really, really harsh and I don't know how else to say it. But the world looks at black women, particularly black American women, and no one wants to be a community of women with fatherless children, husbandless women, struggling. You were the most educated group, and then we've got a net worth of like five dollars, like all uh-huh. of these statistics, uh-huh. right? And I'm just throwing, I'm not, not saying any of them are accurate, and I definitely don't endorse them, but I'm saying nobody wants that. Nobody wants that. And so I, I think that like all of these other groups, they see how it is with black women by and large, and they go, oh, well, we're going to protect our men, and we're going to keep our men working, and we're going to, our man is the head, and they're the household, and you guys aren't doing it right. Yeah. And, and there, I mean, there are even videos of like white women who, who date 
black men and married black men, they go, well, they come to us because we know how to support them and we know how to treat mm. them. Like, so there's a lot of, there are a lot of thoughts. Wow. Uh, and I don't know what the, the mindset of these Amish women is in particular, but I feel like there's a lot of thoughts and a lot of perspectives that are out there. And ultimately they would rather keep their men than address the issue. Well, I think the issue is this is something that's been generational for mm-hmm. years mm-hmm. in this country. Mm-hmm. And it goes back to it used to happen in African American families where the father would molest and the brothers and everybody got to have whatever they their way with the females. But it's just as generations went on, the women stopped allowing it. Uh-huh. Right? Whereas in some other cultures it's still and like in the homage cultures, like you guys are talking about, it's still prominent. It's still something they allow to happen, you know, in their own little community. It's just like when the folks in Utah, who the, the Mormons or yes. whatever. Yes. Yeah. So every different culture has their thing. Mm-hmm. The African-American the culture decided to expose theirs because they didn't want that happening any longer. So I think it's just like a systemic thing that it just depends on who's going to allow it. Like you said, if it means that our family dynamics have to change so we don't continue this trauma with our women, then that's just what is going to have to happen. Yeah, Because we're going to have to unveil this thing because you can't have women being sexualized and, you know, stuff happening and just think, oh, that's just the way men will be. The good old men just will be men. But the thing that kept coming up to me when we started talking about this was how society portrays it when a man is violated versus when a woman is violated. Mm-hmm. But you also see how they negative the language when they talk about or when they expose an older guy for having sex with someone who is in that great area of adolescence. They'll say um, the the, the 19 year old woman, the 18 year old woman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, they, they, yeah. They, they, they fudge that so in your mind, the sound bite doesn't sound like what it is. It doesn't sound it's like statutory a, rape, a child. So it is is uh, the minor adult victim or somehow they- The minor put, victim. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And what do you mean minor victim? You mean the child? But let's the- just be honest though. I, for me, I think a lot of this is a byproduct of how the Bible or religious oh, doctrine has been morphed absolutely. and perverted for yeah. the benefit and the sustainment of that authority over bodies. Because at the end of the day, you can't say that it makes- absolute sense in this civilized society that a grown man is having sex with an infant it doesn't make sense that a 60 year old wants to marry a 12 year old Mm -hmm. like and then we still have people who want to protect that kind of legislation you're telling me that we have a phenomenon two little new new things that blow my mind the incel population and then these minor attracted adults are you serious? You're going to admit that you're dumb behind is attracted to a child. Absolutely. I have never been more grossed out, and I will never forget this conversation. Dominique Dawes had just performed on the Olympics or something like that. And I remember hearing a bunch of grown men like, man, you see how she did all that? I love to put her on my lap. Like, this is a child, you jackass. I'm mm-hmm. so sorry for those. <laughs> but it just vets my soul. Because it vets my soul. It just vexed my soul because the fantasy, the the fantasy of the sexual act has always been 
kind of impart it to us as if it's some different extension of a transcendental experience of the human experience. Like, are you serious? No, it's a biological function that is meant to be performed in a certain context, but we have changed and morphed it all around the board and the table to fit in all these different categories and scenarios. Except for the ones that it should be. Exactly. Well, that's why they that still part. dress up grown women with the this little school uniform, the school uniform. you know? Or these, these the little girls in these pageants. I oh. I would I I am never I am never gonna believe that that is not a direct, what happened to little Ramsey girl. I, you're yes. never gonna convince me that that wasn't a okay, function right. of that. That's you're never gonna convince me. You're right. never gonna. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. still think it was somebody in the house. <laughs> I still think it was somebody in that house. Personally. Well, I mean, I don't know that I every every time a new documentary about that comes out, I watch it. And so, I mean, there were definitely some things that they that were missed mm -hmm. because remember, again, don't want to go on, off on a tangent, you know, or but switch it's topics. It's all connected. But, but however, however, you know, when they did that um, investigation, everybody was in that house, so there was a lot of contamination of evidence mm -hmm. because people were in and out. Like, what was it, Colorado? Mm -hmm. They had no experience with that those type of crimes, so the mm -hmm. police they really didn't know what they were doing. They really didn't know. They were. They were in that. They they were they did not know what they were doing. Yeah. They, so why is their ineptitude, their incompetence, always an excuse yeah, exactly. for them? I'm not excusing them. I'm just saying that was the reason why things didn't get done. I don't think that's that what I'm reason. saying. I don't think that was, I think it was a protective. So, so you think about, it was? Think they're covering up. Is, yeah, yeah, they're covering up. Memory. Okay. She was eventually found in the house. Wasn't oh, she? they did found her in the house. They, she was found in the house somehow i don't know how they even missed her she was like yeah she was in no, the basement i think I, I i ain't gonna lie this is my, this is my girl but she says and she says it all the time if it doesn't make sense it's because it's probably not true right. what happened mm. and how that kind of got glazed over that house wasn't that got darn big it's not like it was the white house so i'm not even trying to hear all that so miss me with that yup Whoever they knew, because they were a prominent family in that community, somebody kind of slid it in it, so it kind of justified why that body was found, but why you don't know nothing. That's really and what that why was. You never charged the exactly. Anybody exactly. I, honestly, if if one of us had a child come up missing and then was found in the home, one of us would be arrested, and that's just the bottom line. That's true. That, I mean, that's it. What's There's the no girl in DC? Um, the one in DC that's missing. Christina Rich. No, you talking about the one that the little girl doing the homeless survived. They went after that mother, like you know. Yeah, because she was black. Because she was black. Because she was black. Well, because they definitely don't care about the hundred thousand missing women and children in the black community. But it's always anyway, a double standard. I, I think how it's connected, though, I know you were worried about going off on a tangent. When we think about the number of rape kits that are not processed, mm -hmm. I personally feel like it ties back to police involvement. A lot mm -hmm. of those rape, rape kits are not processed are not processed because they already know who she is. Did it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Or they have a good idea. Or have a good idea. And nine Who's times out of ten, it leads back to some of them. Or someone in power. Either they, someone they know, one of them, or someone in power. I, I believe that it's in, mm. and it just goes well, away. We, just, we can't, we can't say what Bob did because Bob knows what Tom did. Right. Tom knows, Tom knows what, Bill, what did, Bill did and Bill knows what John did. did. And uh -huh. yeah. John's going to tell on Jesse. And and so yeah. we got a whole bunch of cowards protecting a whole bunch of cowards. Because who monitors the monitors? You start talking and the whole thing falls. It's yeah. a house of cards. Mm -hmm. yeah. It's all connected. This is a house of cards. Mm -hmm. 
it's a hustle cause. And I, and I, and I personally just think about, um, how many times we've had stories of, oh, this police officer was, he didn't realize the camera was on in the, in the testimony room and they, they caught him sexually assaulting a 16 year old. What's wow. the, it was a black girl. Um, wow. they caught him, it was on camera. And, and then that story just went away. We don't yeah. know if he was fired or what, like, we don't know what yeah. happened and yeah. he went away. And so I think that that happens more often than not. And I think that when you have unsolved crimes, nobody saw anything. All you have to do is drop down 95 and count the cameras, guys. Like it's, how do you not know? But that's why we all accept that rape is not a function of sex. It's a function of power and control. Oh, my God, yeah. I don't know who thinks it's a function of sex. I don't know who goes, oh, my God, he would be so bad. He raped me. Like, I don't know who does that. Like, who does that? Well, those women that won't prosecute, those women that sit on juries and won't find the 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 accused guilty as is appropriate, because guess what? Well, she shouldn't have enticed them, induced them. She shouldn't have been in that position. Well, that's what enticed the fact that she said no. How dare you say no? How yeah. dare you say and no? that goes back to that new that new construct called the incels. I would love. To be in a, a fly on the wall in that in that room because that's how there was this big movement the say no to drugs movement. Then uh -huh. there was a big movement about women saying no. How does yes. that just dissipate? Just goes away. It it makes one big grand thing and then all of a sudden it's gone. You see commercial after commercial after commercial about women saying no and respecting the rights. But it's just like what makes it go from mainstream to just intermittent. Yeah. Every now and then. I don't know because I know in California there was a big movement of must say yes. Like if you don't say yes, it's no. Like mm. you can just say okay or whatever. Like and I was mm. like, well, are we confused about that though? But hold like, on, if I don't, I found it laughable yeah. though. So I just had to do CPR training, and because this is now becoming an issue about appropriate and inappropriate touch, you actually have to ask a person. If you see someone choking, you actually have to ask them, is it all right if I perform? Yeah, yeah. it's yeah, always been like that. But, but, but I don't have that consent for treatment. Yeah. Yeah. Are you, but seriously, like you, and if they say yeah. no, you have to let them choke. I mean, I don't have a problem. <laughs> yeah, but, but the, the but Good the Samaritan Law is, is going to protect you. It yeah, should. It's yeah, supposed but to. But the issue is, it's all it's about to. how we view the exchange, the, the, the moral contracts when it comes to bodies and safety and protection well, and just to kick it with that because anybody. if they can tell you no you ain't supposed to touch them anyway how about if that? you're choking you're not supposed you're to be able to talk well, well you, i mean if you give a head nod you could i guess you can say no or, yeah, yeah. Some affirmation. i mean it goes back to what you were saying overcompensating like you said up is down down is up north is south everything is just changing and i, I you know we're just over correcting i don't know i have mess. no idea so mess. again i want to bring this back again so I mean, are we, what are we doing with our young boys though? Like, I, I'm sure mothers are teaching their sons that, yes that you should respect, yes that you should respect, that you should respect. Because I mean, we have Rich seen some mothers. cases, we have seen some cases in which um, moms have sexualized their relationship with their oh, children. Absolutely. I mean, I have recently had cases where mothers were sexualizing their relationship with their daughters. Mm -hmm. I literally didn't say what you were going to say there. Okay? No, I know we cut you off. No, I'm no, sorry. no. Just where are we missing? Like again, I keep saying it's 2022. How are we we're not progressing? How, some how cultures, not, some same. cultures are still training their boys that they're superior to the females. Yeah. Uh -huh. yeah. it's still happening. It's it's probably 
until women, until women and mothers change the narrative, it's always going to happen. And until, and a woman can't have a child without a man, well, technically we know she can now, but in normal sense of procreating, it takes a man and a woman. And if that father's involved, whatever he believes is going to get handed down Mm -hmm. and parted to that, to that son. But you have to, I don't even want to say the what community, but when they have their bar mitzvahs, you could take it from there. Yeah. It's, you know, what? it's so the boys are put on the pedestal yeah, and they're given this like rite of passage that you're a man now and they basically can rule the roost. And then you have some in those Middle Eastern countries where the women are stifled and the men are superior mm-hmm. and you got to behave a certain way in their presence. And I mean, if you really look at some of the cultures and the superiority between and female and male and, and female, yeah. you'll see why this thing isn't going to change anytime soon. Yeah. But I mean, listen, Christianity. I mean, we can go, we can talk about the Jew, Jewish community or the Muslim community all day. But Christianity is it's not, no it's not blameless. I mean, mm-hmm. when you sit through, I don't know how many church services I've been through, where the pastor, the the conversation when we're talking about modesty is all on the women. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If I could compare it to Jezebel one more damn time, like I don't know why, you know what I'm saying? Like honestly, it's they they wearing these sundresses, sir. It is hot. It is 95 degrees outside. You better be glad I put on clothes at all. Like what are you talking about? But would they would they get a reaction if you didn't give them one? They can wear the sundress, but if you're entertaining them as the male pastor or whoever else in no, the no, church, no, then why do you think they're no, wearing a sundress? No, 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 because you're the one leading them so you got a Jezebel spirit. That's what's wrong. You're a Jezebel. And your eyes need to stop looking at no, that Jezebel. Well, it, feel, it just sounds like they have no self-control. Like, no, they're, they're they're allowed not, to not have any self-control. Can we take it? Can we make it even more fundamental than that? Guess what? When you boil it down to the relationship and the dynamics between Adam and Eve, when everything went south, who got blamed? Mm-hmm. Thank you. There you go. So, because she led Adam astray. So, hello. She so, we're, so if the, the if the if the elementary, mm-hmm. the most basic, basic form of Genesis of mm-hmm. exchange and a female male dynamic. Guess what? It already established from the beginning of time that it's her fault that he but he fails or falters. And you know what? And so back to Dale's point about how women are, are socializing and educating their their sons. There it is. You gotta watch these hoes. Mm-hmm. Pretty much. Because they're gonna get in your pocket. Mm-hmm. They're gonna mess your life up. You these girls will trap you with a baby. Uh, and don't have any sort of athletic ability. Oh, you she gonna try to use you for a meal ticket. Like none of the education is about respect and kindness or consideration or being a good dude. A lot of it is about you know, get what you can from these women because they'll play you and don't trust these women and don't get these hoes nothing. And and literally they stop being girls and women and they become hoes. Well, that's because women use their power when they want to, mm-hmm. when it serves their interests. Well, who doesn't? Okay. That's well, not unique to women. Well, yeah. well this is why we're going to go back to Eve leading Adam <laughs> <laughs> and the pastor so... sent to calling them Jezebels because we have power. We just choose to use it. But what? And so I see differently. that story completely differently. Adam wasn't doing his job of protecting her. He wasn't overlooking her. He wasn't with his wife, and she wandered off, and he wasn't paying attention. And that's how she ended up by the tree. I don't, I and mean, what changes today? Nothing. Oh, okay. So we, it's just a, a cycle. I, I'm not, and I'm not, and I'm not saying that anything changes today. But my point was that I don't. 
my opinion, she did not go to the tree like, I'm about to fuck Adam like up. Like, that's not <laughs> why she went to the tree. She, <laughs> that's not what happened, I, that, in my opinion. Like, I just don't, I didn't read that story and go, oh my God. This Eve is a mess. Like, I didn't read that. <laughs> yeah. Get, like, this impression that she was on some, like, evil mission to throw at him. I just, but, but, as, as women, like, disaligning from the real of as, God. As women, we never appear like that to the men. Oh, my God. We, we don't. If I teach my son a way a woman is going to approach him because of what his status is, that's going to be, he's going to look at me like, ma, she wasn't even like that. Dude. The package is not always going to come wrapped up the same way. But you have to understand the message every time it's been delivered to you. I just don't see it that way. And but I feel you like don't, you don't see it that way. No. But as a mother, as a son, that's mm-hmm. 22 years old. Way, we're teaching, we're teaching our, our children that women are conniving. Women, women are so smart that they're going to come and they're going to trick you. Yes. And these poor men, they have. they just... They're just so unintelligent and they just are based right. on their urges. Right. They don't, they know, don't know what's going on. And they don't know. So why are the men running the country if they're so damn stupid? Well, this is my other question, though. Mm-hmm. When we talk about their responsibility when it comes to sexuality, because I remember when my son was transitioning from little boy to adolescence, and I remember a couple of males saying something to the effect of, well, why does he still play with the girls? And why, why, you know, it's going to be natural for him to masturbate. I was like, these little behavioral patterns that you all ascribe to what is considered normal is asinine. Because at the end of the day, first of all, if he doesn't learn how to navigate space with little girls, who is he going to date? Who is he going to, how is he going to learn to have adaptive coping skills if he doesn't learn how to engage them in a healthy way that's not, that's not sexual in nature. The only thing he's supposed to be doing is masturbating. <laughs> or, or just hanging around boys talking about masturbating, you know, and just having and normal, stories. And I think that's ridiculous. I, that is not a natural. Yes, you understand about different things. You also going do you sit there and twirl their heads on your chin as they start growing? No, you don't. It just grows. You move on. You accept it as a part of your maturation and you move on. Just the same way your testicles going to drop. Guess what? At some point, they will drop. Don't mean you sit there and juggle them when you, every time you go to the bathroom. All that kind of stuff we subscribe to what we consider as masculinity is buffoonery and is what we use as a pretext to justify bathroom behavior. That's where I land on that. We, but we we're, we're right back at the point of what do we do? Like what do we do? How about I we feel just like there's a lot of miscommunication. There's I, just a, there's right a there, lot I'm of miscommunication. Saying. And so this is the thing. I I just like that whole conversation that you all were were kind of going back and forth about, you know, Adam and Eve, and just girls and boys and what girls' intentions are and and boys being aware or not being aware. So I feel like that's pretty judgmental. I feel like girls and women are thrown into that category. However, and that's not always the case. But why? Why Why, is it not always the case? No, 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 no. You're saying they're always being thrown into that category, but why are they thrown into that category? Well, because there's a history. There, there, there is a history. So where is the history? Where is it though? Well, what do you mean? Where is it? Where's the history? Well, you this is pull the, up the internet. Well, no, this is the thing. This, this is what I think. I think, I think at at I don't know at 15, 16, 17, 18, like some when you're young, I think people can genuinely. Like they're take, they're going to be takers always. They're going to be always. givers and always going to be takers. And that's and that's it's, and, and gender is irrelevant. And that's it. 
And so, but I think, you know, girls, you know, they may see someone and genuinely like him and then things may not work out. And so, yeah, like she's going to try to get the most out of it. But, but, but guys would do that too. They do that as well. They do that as well. I don't think that's unique to girls. I don't think we talk about that history. I think that's history of humanity. Like that's a history of people. So you guys are aware that females mature faster than males. Yes. Correct. True. True. I I, I, I I believe that we okay. tend to. I, let, I think boys are just let immature. Me give, let we me two, give you an example. Okay? Third grader. An eight-year-old third-grade boy versus an eight-year-old third-grade girl. My daughter got her period at eight. Okay? So that makes, that sends her into a different part of maturation than an eight-year-old boy. He's not having the same life experiences as my eight-year-old daughter. So that's one of the reasons why I would say females mature faster than males. When my son was in eighth, third grade, he was not looking at girls in a sexual way, but they were looking at him that way. And so now we have to talk about birds and the bees because these little girls are now talk, saying stuff to my son that he don't understand. So that's why I'm saying that because I'm bringing it from experience and being a female myself and knowing where I was at third grade and eight years old, some of these boys had no clue and we would make fun of them and call them dummy and call, oh, you don't know this. And you know, it's, it's, it's historically there. I want to put a pin in this because we're going to run out of time because I want to pick this back up because so, um, so yeah, just real quick, you know, I, I would, I definitely want to pick up on that. So Dale Marshall, I'm sorry that I'm kind of, uh, we got to wrap up. I want to thank you for joining us. You have Abigail, Davina, Kimberly, Natasha, and myself. Thank you for listening to the kitchen sink conversation. And we're going to piggyback this on, on this topic on the next session. Thank you.